Mark, how do I monetize data? This is a common question we get from all of our customers. Patrick and Jason have a really cool discussion on a framework or a set of tactics to actually have a shot on data monetization. Listen to this episode. Could you show us any model or examples on how, how the public sector could uh, monetize data or sell it to the, pri to the private sector? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I, I covered this a little bit at the beginning of the hour. And by the way, this afternoon we have a wonderful expert, uh, uh, Asif, who's going to talk about smart cities where he'll expound on this. But I'll, I'll hint a little bit about what uh, Asif will talk about. As I mentioned with my General Motors analogy of car companies now feeling like they are data companies and using all the sensory data to enhance their customer experience in the car, right? When cars are driving themselves, you're gonna be bored. So they wanna send them advertisements. They wanna ask them if they wanna to go to Starbucks. They want to you know, measure the health of the car. They're gonna do a lot of different things. The government actually has more wealthy data than automotive companies. The government has a tremendous amount of breadth, meaning wide data. Again, look at the representation just in this room and all the departments that you're covering with your data. Velocity, veracity, tremendous amounts of data. The question is, who needs that data? Right? So when you look at your private sector partners, and I know there's many partnerships that exist today within the government. Let's take the real estate developers. Let's take the conglomerates. How much data do they need to run their business? Right? You can very quickly go. Let me talk about agriculture. We know our farmers in the Philippines are not extremely wealthy. They don't have money to be sitting here talking to me and Gerard about analytics. Right? But in my computer vision use case, I talked about maximizing yield, either helping to prevent soil erosion, helping to prevent um, malnutrition, yield crop uh, infections. Right? From my perspective, that's not a farmer's role to create those capabilities. From my perspective, that's yours. And it's your role because we care about our GDP in the country. Because exports and agriculture is a tremendous part about us getting, guess what, more, more external foreign financial investments. If our GDP goes down in the country, do you think foreign investors are gonna to wanna to give us more money to build, build, build? No, so we've gotta keep agriculture up, right? And by doing that, we can enable our citizen experiences, our farmers, to say, let us help you become more active at building better crop yields. And by the way, by doing that, I'm going to sell this data, not to you, the farmers, but we're gonna sell this ultimately to the consumers who are gonna benefit from more organic produce. We're gonna benefit from better partnerships with the pesticide companies and the other individuals that are involved in the uh, agriculture ecosystem. So that's how you monetize your data, right? It's not for a lack of what do you sell, it's, it's a lack of what do you want to sell to who and under what business model and practice. That's the conversation we need to have. And as different representatives from every entity within different departments, you need to start to be processing and thinking about that and talking to your undersecretaries about what the infinite possibilities are so that we can get with DICT and make sure that the piping exists for you to be actually to do that. Yeah. Jason? Yeah, just some experience I've done in my previous job. I think some of the low-hanging fruit for government, there are two dimensions to look at. One is really in terms of how do I reduce my operating costs. So I think you talk about smart city is an interesting area because 
you look around in most countries across ASEAN, the first project they typically under, undertaking is a smart lighting project. And typically, if you don't use data into the smart lighting project itself, typically a cost of saving can be as high as 50-60% of the cost. So that translates immediately the cost saving for the government. And coming from Singapore, one of the things that uh, Singapore is trying to drive from the, from the data side is really look at how do I use data to actually increase my productivity. So it's indirect revenue generation because if I can increase the productivity by reducing a lot of my uh, wastage in the resources here, it can help a lot. Things like what Ryan talked about, the on-demand bus, is actually one of the concepts. If I can actually look at how do I reduce the traffic hour needed for a person to move from point A to point B, I can actually increase the productivity. So that's what the on-demand bus that actually Ryan talked about actually came from that dimension. And the other thing that government, a lot of government doing today now is actually the open data platform, where basically you have agency putting the data on the table. And the intention around it is really to say that can I get an ecosystem that people use the data to create innovation. And one of the reasons why people put the open data on the platform is to create the startup ecosystem. People looking at data here, build their startup services to serve the citizen. Indirectly, you're generating a new revenue for yourself by get, getting more GDP generated from there. So these are two or three different practices that country have been doing today now. Great, thanks Jason. <laughs>